I grew up riding bulls and, and just kind of getting knocked down and um, you know that the, the rodeo aspect and the cowboy aspect of life you know really taught me to how to stand back up um, when when you get hurt and and fly fishing kind of there's really you know everybody gets moving so fast that um, we forget to slow down and appreciate things and fly fishing is kind of my church where I can just go and not think about stuff. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by the folks at the Fly Crate. Get double the flies when you join their monthly fly club for a fun way to learn fly fishing and discover new flies each month. Just use the code double the flies at checkout or stock up on flies for your next trip and get free shipping on all orders of $15 or more. Go to www.theflycrate.com to adventure by the fly. We're chatting today with Jesse Cornett, fly fishing guide, musician. Thank you so much for sharing your music, sharing your passion. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on the show. I didn't have a lot of time, but I've been doing some homework here on you, so... I think we got lots to talk about. I think this will make for a good show, actually. Kind of excited. Thanks for uh, yeah. for answering me back on uh, Instagram there. I mean, we'll talk whatever you want to talk about, fly fishing-wise, music-wise. Um, I don't know if you listen to many of the shows, but it's just basically a chill chat about what brings you to the water and where you kind of get your inspiration. And um, just so you know, Jesse, I try to make this more of a show about life than a how-to on fishing I, do you know what i mean i kind of want to get yeah i know that's you know i grew up riding bulls and and just kind of getting knocked down and um and and it you know that the, the rodeo aspect and the cowboy aspect of life you know really taught me to how to stand back up um when when you get hurt and and fly fishing kind of there's really you know everybody gets moving so fast that um, we forget to slow down and appreciate things. And fly fishing is kind of my church where I can just go and not think about stuff. <laughs> um, this is perfect, too, because my background, just so you know a little bit about me, I'm I'm actually a winemaker now, but I was in country radio for, for a long time. So um, we, you know, awesome. I love talking music, awesome. too. So this is this could be just a perfect fit. I noticed you had one song on iTunes. I I checked out some of your YouTube stuff. Um, or I don't even know if it was YouTube, but just some of your videos. You did a, uh, was it a Chris Johnson? Was it Hurtin? That, I love that song. I, I didn't know that song until I heard you play it, but that's a great song. Oh yeah, Cody Johnson's Hurtin. Cody Johnson, uh, yeah, right, right. That song is really cool. I, uh, so I was actually kind of going through like a really tough time, um, and my band had broke up, and I had put kind of all my eggs into that basket, and um, it just kind of fell apart. And I, I was kind of jaded towards music and just towards, you know, everybody that played music or was kind of successful. And, um, and I ran across that song and I was just like, wow, that is so true. You know, like I'm growing broke chasing this dream and, you know, God never looked at my bank account when he, when he, you know, um, gave me the talent to play guitar and, and, uh, chase that dream and, uh, I was just like, man, I'm never going to buy a house. I'm never going to be able to afford a truck and I'm never going to make it to the level that I'm going to make it. And then, uh, I got a call one day and 
um, a friend of mine was just, she was like, Hey, move down to Colorado. There's a lot of opportunity down here to play music and a lot of outdoor stuff to do and, and really good work. And I was like, I don't know. And he was just, you know, he was like, you have the rest of your life to sit on your butt and do nothing. Um, but you're still young and you can still do it. So, you know, get off your butt, come down here and, and make something of yourself instead of wasting away. And, and so that kind of really excelled me to get back in music and start chasing it again and, and rebuild and rebrand of what I have now. So tell me a little bit about uh, your band, The Revolvers. Um, how do you guys come to get together? Um, so I was, I had put a band together called the J.D. Nash Band, and we had toured on some circuits and stuff, and we are doing really good and, and starting to really grow a following, and then we kind of just really fell apart. And um, I was the only person that was still wanting to chase the music dream and, and play fairs and festivals and create music. And uh, every everybody in my band, you know, they, um, they were just like, oh, I don't want to play music anymore. So I had to constantly grow my list and, and market myself um, and make those contacts so that I could have a long list of fill-in players. And finally I ran into my lead guitar player, Ashton Smith, who's a phenomenal guitar player. Uh, and he went to Nashville for a while and learned how to play really great music. And um, we kind of had the same goal. And he was just like, you're in control of this rocket ship. So it doesn't matter. Just hire who can do the job to the best of, your ability and and it doesn't matter because you're still going to get the show if you have players mm -hmm. so hire whoever you need to and then your band doesn't have to stay the same so that's kind of how we came up with jesse Cornette and the revolvers because um i just i'm the lead singer and uh and my my bass player my drummer might change all of the time you know i never know who i'm playing with until the day of the show yeah that makes a lot of sense it's nice to have that uh that flexibility so jesse we're going to get into your fly fishing history and kind of what brings you to the water but i want to i want to dig into this music thing for a little bit more um you uh i i listened to quite a few of your songs just uh earlier before we uh started chatting and i'm curious who your influences are i, I heard i thought i heard a little eric church maybe in there maybe even a little george Strait. um who are you inspired by um so many people you know, of of course, George Strait is the king of country. Um, Vince Gill has a huge um, tug on my heartstrings, as he has for everybody for a long time. Um, and even some off-the-wall people that you wouldn't expect a country guy to maybe really follow. Um, guys like John Mayer and um, Hootie and the Blowfish, or uh, there was a band called Knuckle. I don't know if they're still together, but... Uh, I still listen to those guys, Creed, uh, you know, Phil Vassar, mm -hmm. uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Leonard Skinner, The Who, The Beatles, um, all of those guys, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. There's, there's a lot of blues in my music. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of that bluesy rock and roll roots that I try and really incorporate into my music. Um, so 
is it just turns out really cool. It's it's not just country, you know. Um, I try not to be put in that one box, you know. I I definitely try and venture out and and play some funky stuff. I think that's kind of I mean from my point of view, what I love about the new country is it's not really in that box. There's a lot of crossover stuff. There's a lot of, like you say, there's a lot of blues influence and, uh, it's, it's diverse. You could hear it on just about any radio station or, or podcast, whether it's country rock or, or otherwise. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and, and it's all, it's all music. Uh, mm-hmm. the best way I can put it is, you know, some people don't like, or the Georgia line or Luke Bryan. Um, and, and those guys, I, I don't necessarily listen to all the time, but you know, it's all music. And it, as long as you have a love for that and what you're doing, then you should still learn to play it. Um, because you never know when you can make 20 bucks or, or, you know, somebody will request that song and be like, you know what? I do know a song by that guy. And you, you have the opportunity to gain or lose a fan, um, that quickly by you know playing what they want to hear Mm -hmm. yeah well said um maybe you can speak to when you when did music all start for you like i would imagine at a pretty pretty young age you pick up a guitar or how did that um get going i actually didn't pick up a guitar until i was honestly 14 Uh, my mom told me that i was one of the most quiet kids until i was about three years old and russ brooks came in on the radio and he had just released his go against the grain album with go against the grain as a single. And, um, she had told me that the first words out of my mouth were bad, go against the grain. <laughs> and, and then, and then she kind of couldn't shut me up, but, uh, I didn't honestly start playing seriously until I was 12. I took a, I took two years of guitar lessons with Cindy Clink in St. Louis, Missouri. And she had really got me started with the good foundations and fundamentals of playing rhythm. And, and then I kind of just branched out on my own and, and learned from all the friends of mine that could play guitar. And I'd learn a little bit over here and a little bit over there. Um, and then I would just listen to the radio and try and match it the best that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't start chasing a solid music career going down the road and, and, you know, being a a highway warrior until I was 18. And that kind of went along with my rodeo career of riding bulls. And um, my traveling partners were Jake and Parker Greenwood out of big piney Wyoming. And um, I used to play at the water hole number three there all the time, acoustic by myself and make like a hundred bucks and get some free drinks and free dinner and, and uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason those guys let me live with them and travel with them uh, is because I could play a guitar. <laughs> well, I'm thinking to myself, Jesse, there's a couple of worlds colliding there in some ways because uh, if you're doing some bull riding, I would imagine chances are you're not going to be able to stand up the next day. And that probably doesn't lend itself well to doing a show. Yeah, uh, sometimes sometimes it was rough, you know, and, and uh, those guys always gave me a hard time about it. And, you know, they were just... Jesse, you really are terrible at riding bulls and you should just stop and play guitar full time. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I was like, no, you know, I can do both. Chris would do did both. Uh, you know, so, you know, I'm tough enough. I can do it. And, you know, they're, 
there are quite a few battle scars that I've got. Um, you know, I've, I've snapped my left ankle, uh, dislocated my shoulder a few times, broken a few ribs. Uh, my left arm has been broken. Left side of my face has been broken. Um, oh. And I, there were a lot of there were a lot of Mondays that I would not be able to go to work, and I just have to sit on the couch and lick my wounds. <laughs> <laughs> so now, does any of this interfere with your casting? More importantly, uh, every once in a while, it, it does. Uh, you know, on the on the cold days, uh, my my right shoulder, I'll, I'll get to casting, and um, sometimes you know just on my presentation to, to get out there without scaring fish away, I have to cast kind of super far. And, um, and just, if I bring my shoulder up in the wrong spot, it'll really mess my cast up and I'll end up in a tangled mess. <laughs> How did you come to discover fly fishing? I'm really curious when that started for you and kind of your, your journey. I didn't start fly fishing until about six years ago. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was kind of, one of those things that you know just cowboys didn't do and uh, i didn't i didn't know anything about it i didn't know how to cast i thought it looked cool uh and then one one time my buddy was like oh yeah i know how to fly fish and i got a boat let's go and his name is chase walker he lives in victor idaho and so um the first time i ever fly fished was on teton river and, you know, he showed me how to tie on flies and, you know, the hopper dropper system. And, and I still didn't know anything about it. And the rule on his boat was if you missed one fish, then you had to row until he missed a fish. <laughs> I, li- I like and that. That got me. Yeah. I mean, that got me catching fish real good because <laughs> he doesn't miss fish. Right. So you, you did so a little bit of rowing? If you missed a fish, but yeah, then you row all day. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he got me into it, and I, I really I, – it taught me a lot of patience. Um, hmm. Just just about myself, you know, the, the weight, the float, the presentation, um, and how it has to be so perfect. You know, if, if somebody – brings you a steak and it's half eaten you're probably not going to want to eat that steak but you know if somebody brings it out on a silver platter probably with you know beer and you know some mashed potatoes and they're like hey man i made this for you and it smells really good you're probably going to eat that so i try and incorporate that thought into fly fishing you know present that food as, as good as I can. So when you're at the time bench, you're looking to kind of make some what steak and mashed potatoes. Yeah. You do a lot of, you do a lot of time, Jesse. Exactly. Uh, I, I have tried tying and I am, I'm not very successful at it yet. It's very difficult uh, for me because I mean, I have big long fingers and I see people that tie great looking flies, um, all the time. And I'm like, man, your hands don't get in the way. And, they're like, I guess they used to. I just got used to it, and um, it's it's definitely something that I would like to invest my time more into, um, and be able to say, I caught this nice fish off my fly that I made. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that yet. I'm wondering if you could draw any comparisons between your music 
and your passion for the water. Is there any similarities, any commonalities between the two in your mind? Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, when I step on stage, it's the most exhilarating feeling in the world. The best way I can explain it is you have all of this energy like built up inside of you and you're, you're ready to let it out and you're ready for something cool to happen. And then, you know, the big stage lights and the big sound and move, uh, room to move around on that big stage is, is just like walking into the water. You're like, wow, I get to, I get to try and, you know, be with something so majestic and, and, uh, I, I get to, I get to experience this mainly. Um, so when I, you know, when I hook up with a fish, I'm just like, oh, wow, cool. I can't wait to see, you know, is it a brown or a cutthroat or, you know, what colors, what its colors are going to look like? Or it, like I said, it's, it's just the experience. Like when you finally catch a fish and, and you get them landed, um, you know, all the way until you put them back in the water, you're like, you're just blown away. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a real exhilarating feeling. And as somebody that you know, has only stepped on stage to introduce bands and never obviously uh, been a musician, but I can only seeing that, that through your eyes or somebody's eyes in the industry. I always think that's got to be pretty exhilarating. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you have to have passion for what you're doing. And I think if you have passion for anything that you are doing, that everyone will see it and it'll be a better outcome. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's an old movie quote. Um, I think it's from Lonesome Dove and it's one of my favorite quotes. And a cowboy walks up um, to a cocktail waitress uh, in a brothel house and he's just like, Hey, slow down. You'll get a more harmonious outcome. It's, it's the same thing with music. You know, if you, if you rush it or, or, or fly fishing, you know, if, if you rush it or you try and get somewhere, then, it's, it's never going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. But if you just kind of slow down and, and take your time, it's, it's a pretty beautiful thing how it all comes together. Yeah, that's well said. So if, if you were to pick somebody that's been pretty influential in the learning curve of your fly fishing over the years, uh, is there a couple of people that come to mind that have kind of helped you out a bit? Yeah, um, there's there's some guys online um, that, that you've, work with Dupa fish. Um, they've, you know, I always look at those guys and I'm like, man, they're doing so, so many cool things. And, um, just really showing the world that there, there are fish out there to be caught and, um, fly fishing is growing. And I think that's the coolest part. Uh, there's a bunch of college kids that are my friends here in Colorado. They just started a company very similar and it's called Nomadic Anglers. And mm-hmm. those guys actually just got back from British Columbia and they were catching pink salmon up there. Um, really cool guys that really digest in the knowledge of the hatches and, you know, what works. And, you know, if, if they don't know, you know, they're not afraid to experience it and, and just throw everything they have in their box to try and get on something and, um, it's, it's really cool. There's one more person, uh, that I've, I've looked up to. I used to not be a streamer fisherman very much. Just, I, I didn't understand it. I, I wasn't, 
you know, came to it and um, his name's TK Connor and uh, he, he mainly only streamer fishes almost all of the time. And he's a guide down in Boulder and um, we just kind of got hooked up and he, he taught me different streamers and, and how to strip and, you know, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. And there's a huge difference between a one, a one foot strip and a six inch strip and how to kind of give that, that fly action in the water. Um, yeah. I, I, I pick up what you're saying there because I, I think about even when, when we all start fly fishing, usually it's entomology based. You're trying to learn the insects. You're trying to learn the hatches. You're not always thinking about the bait fish early on and that, when you kind of discover that, it opens up a whole new world. Right. And yeah. uh, TK told me one time, um, he was just like, you know, Jesse, I really have a large appreciation for how you fly fish. And I, was, I just said, what do you mean, man? And, and he's like, you know, you're so DIY. Like, you do it yourself all the time. You don't know necessarily all the bugs, but but you pay attention to the water and, and you try and match up what would work or you try and match the bottom of the river, you know, and, and you're more successful than most do it yourself guys than I've ever met because you pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a really cool compliment. Thanks. I would imagine that that kind of, the same can be said for your music. It sounds like you're a pretty passionate guy and you really immerse yourself in things. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I try and, I try and just be in the moment. And I think that's the coolest thing that fly fishing has taught me is every time I'm going to the river, you know, like I said, uh, people move so fast and they forget to slow down. Um, every time I go to the river or I step on stage, I, I don't have the opportunity to think about anything else. Um, just because it's, it's so beautiful that I'm, I'm fully immersed in that. Um, and in each one, uh, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, what, if this bug's not working, what, what might work or, you know, if this song's not capturing attention of these people, what song do I have, uh, that could bring people closer and be like, Oh wow, these guys are, you know, serious. And they're really good players. It's a song you would do in one of your live shows that maybe someone might not expect. Um, that's a good question. Like I, I, I remember watching uh, a band back in the day. It was Barney Bentall, Legendary Hearts, their Canadian band, and they had a few hits quite a while ago. But he came out one time, and 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 they were kind of country based, and and he said, you know, I'm going to sing a little Australian folk song for you, <laughs> and it started out. She was a fast machine. You know, it was just totally acoustic and everybody was totally into it. And I didn't see that song coming. And I always think as a band, if you can throw music out there that kind of catches people off guard, but they know uh, a lot of times you'll win some fans that way. Yeah, uh, I would I would have to say that song for us would be Good Love is on the Way by John Mayer. Mm, Nice. Um, Yeah, that guy is such a great guitar player. (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool uh, hey if you're in in and around your home base of uh loveland colorado if you want to get your fix of fly fishing just uh, whether it's a local watering hole or a fly shop coffee shop is there somewhere you go to talk um all things fly fishing yeah uh i actually so i guide 
for a, a small outfit on Highway 34, which is right outside of Loveland, headed up towards Estes Park or Rocky Mountain National Park. And it's a little uh, fly shop called Elkhorn Fly Shop. And I, um, I guide for them when I'm not playing music. And, I mean, I can go in there and Dan, the owner of that place, is very knowledgeable, always knows what's working. He's a guy that is able to fish every day. Um, he wakes up at 4 and he's on the water by 4.30 and fishes till 6 or 7 and then comes to work and then fishes at night and just has great luck. Um, and then he also has a gentleman in there named Tim that ties, you know, 1,500 flies a week, I think. He's always, every time I see him, he's tying three or four flies at a time. <laughs> Um, and, and so, you know, if I'm having a hard time, you know, getting on fish or finding fish, then I go there and, and try and, you know, uh, ask those guys what they would recommend. But this, this year has been so good between fishing the big Thompson and the Poudre river. Um, both of those rivers have just bloomed with fish this year, um, all, all the way from Rocky mountain national park to down into town. It's just a matter of, of where you want to go. And uh, right now, it's, it's the perfect time of year to almost throw anything and, and get on something. So, How big of a town is Loveland? Uh, it's pretty big. I would say I would, I would say there's probably 250,000 people, and, and it's growing. Um, mm-hmm. People are, you know, Colorado is, is growing so vastly in a short amount of time. Um, Ten years ago when I moved here, it was kind of still smaller and I mean, there was traffic on I-25, but you, you almost don't dare drive on I-25 at five o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like everywhere. I mean, uh, the waters are definitely getting, getting busier. And, um, I, I think though, if you're willing to spend the time and this came up on the show with, uh, the guys at Dupa fish, you can find open water, whether it means still water, whether it means just going down a dirt road another 15, 20 minutes. Uh, maybe speak to that. Where, what waters do you like to frequent uh, when you've got some personal time without giving away too many secrets? Yeah, I, I go to No Tellum Creek, <laughs> or I'll take you to the <laughs> creek, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, That's a good one. I um, like that creek. Yeah, I, uh, you know, Boulder Creek is phenomenal. There's there's some lakes around here, um, just, just about anywhere. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for the big Thompson, it runs all the way through town. And, and like I said, there's, there's a bunch of hunting holes in there and you just got to get out there and do it. You know, uh, I, I always tell people that, you know, I, I guide a lot of first time fly fishermen and, and a, a lot of first time anglers at period people that have never caught fish at all. And, um, their first instinct is like, is there even any fish in here? And, and I'm like, yes, you just be patient, you know, present it correctly and wait, you know, more times than not, they'll see fish and just, just miss it. Uh, Cause they get a little too excited. And I'm like, you know, slow down and, and just set your hook and, and it'll all come together. And, when you can present it correctly, then magic does happen. That's that's the coolest thing about teaching other people how to fly fish. Is, you know, they'll 
they'll see other people catching fish and they'll just say, well, there's not very many fish in here. I'm just like, actually, there's 1,200 fish per square mile in this river. So there's a bunch of fish in here. You just have to be patient. I like what you said there, too. It's kind of controlling your enthusiasm. You know, we all get the heart starts going when you see that first fish come up and, and rise to a dry or however you're fishing. But it's if you can, as you said earlier, if you can be in that moment and just kind of, I would imagine when you're on stage, same thing. You just kind of have to stay within yourself and not get too excited. Right. It's uh, when, when I'm on stage, it's it's hard to contain that energy. Um, you know, I it's it's not a forced or or fake show. You know, I am I am so energetic because I'm so lucky that I get to be on stage in front of people doing what I love to do, and and hopefully people see that. And it's it's the same thing with fly fishing. It's just again so breathtaking that you're like, man. I get to wake up and I get to just do something cool. And not a lot of people have the opportunity or, you know, not a lot of people seek out those opportunities to just go and experience it, you know? And so many, so many people are, are like, why are you so in love with fly fishing? And I'm like, I'm not even in love with catching fish. I'm in love with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're chatting today with Jesse Cornett fly fishing guide, musician, avid fly fisher. And uh, I want to talk about, get back to your band for a little bit, um, the Revolvers. And what do you guys got coming up? Are you doing any fall fairs? You got any shows? Um, or are you in the studio? What are you, what are you up to these days? Yeah, so we uh, we released three songs this year. Um, you can find them on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, all of your social networks where you pick up music. Uh, the first one is In the Rain. Uh, that's our best moving single right now. Uh, the second one that we released is a song called Stone Cold Sober. And the last one that we've released so far this year is Can't Slow Me Down. Uh, we also just released a music video for that that you can find on my Instagram, Cornet 88 and my Facebook, uh, Cornet Music or Cornet and the Revolvers. We, September 14th, we're going to be in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, opening for John Wolf, who's a really awesome Texas artist. Um, that's at the Whiskey Baron down there. Um, and then next year, we're planning to play right now. So right now, uh, all our shows are kind of slowing down. Um, fall's coming. We still have some shows coming up, um, but nothing super huge. Uh, until you know next spring and next spring we plan to be at almost every festival uh, across the board bohemia nights which is the new west fest in fort collins uh, the taste of fort collins which is a, a brewery festival uh, Greeley stampede which is um, one of the biggest outdoor rodeos fairs and festivals in colorado the taste of denver Shine uh, Frontier Days, which is the biggest outdoor rodeo in the world. You know, we we got we definitely have some huge stuff coming up, and uh, and this winter we plan to jump in the studio and kind of finish up our Keep My Country Straight album, drop some more songs, and and get it out to the public. Good stuff. Do you do you do most of your writing solo, or do you write with the band, or or do you have some some people that you kind of seek out when you start writing? How does that work for you? 
I have I have co-written a couple songs. Uh, Stone Cold Sober was co-written with a friend of mine named Larry Barnes who lives in Texas and and he lived in Colorado for a little bit and he always he always wanted to be a singer songwriter um, and he showed me this song one day and I was like oh man I love it you know do you mind if I change it and, and see you know what I can do with it and he's like yeah and then uh, he's like man that's you did so much more with that song than I ever thought it was going to be will you track it and I was like yeah I'll track it it's a good song <laughs> um, hmm. In the Rain I wrote solely by myself um, and uh, same thing with Can't Slow Me Down most of the songs that I do write I, I write by myself but there are a couple of co-writes in there that'll be coming out I remember you were saying you were watching some of my video YouTube videos online and um, I don't know if you ran across a beautiful thing. Uh, that's a song that'll be coming out there. I wrote that with a girl named Cody Wood in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And she's a really good friend of mine. Um, she just kind of was going through a hard time and we were sitting at the bar and having a beer. And, and uh, I was like, man, this this frustration that you have, it'd, it'd make a, a really good song. <laughs> And so we, we went back home and kind of sat down and wrote it. That's cool. I mean, is that, I would imagine that's probably the best time to sit down and put pen to paper when you're going through something heavy or, I mean, whether it's good or bad, it's, you got something on your mind, you got to get it out. Is, is that the way it works? Is it kind of a release for you? Uh, definitely. You know, everybody has, everybody has problems. Uh, or, or, you know, situations that are really tough and they, you know, they're like, how do I get out of it? Or, you know, why did I handle that like that? And I, I think what's more important is that people need to realize that they're not alone or they're not, you know, the only person in the world that's ever gone through a tough situation or maybe even that same exact situation. And what I try and do as an artist is bring those stories to light with with like a positive resolve, you know, like, um, in the rain for me, uh, every woman in the world talks about the guy that, that cheats on them and, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, there's, there's a million country heartbreak songs. Uh, I just, I dated this girl for a really long time and, and I, I was giving it the apples, you know, I thought she was the one and, and, uh, I showed up to her house one day and somebody else's truck was in the driveway and, uh, and I was, it really broke my heart. And, um, I went back home and I was just like, dang. Uh, and I looked at my guitar and 45 minutes later, I had a really good single. Hmm. Um, so, so, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it hits you immediately. And sometimes, you know, you really have to work to find the best way to bring out the story. You know, it's, it's, a lot of times it's metaphorical, um, and if you're not listening to the words, then um, you might miss it. How far away is your guitar right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not too far. I remember the first time that we ever met. Thought we were perfect. How did it come to this? Drinking and laughing, smiling and dancing, man, we had a blast. I 
wish I could roll that clock back It's a shame that we couldn't make it last After all we've had It doesn't really make sense How you could leave And not have felt a thing Does it feel good To leave me standing good stuff we just opened up for casey donahue on wednesday and then had a show last night and then uh, tonight we have a show tomorrow we have a show i think uh sunday we'll have a we have a show at uh the farmer's market in denver mm-hmm. so uh if, if anybody's in colorado that's gonna listen uh, make sure you come check that out and sounds like you guys are pretty busy are, are you uh you a broncos fan I am a Broncos fan. I've been a Broncos fan back since John Elway and uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Terrell Davis. Well, about seventy-seven there, Carl Mecklenburg. Man, he's he's an avid fly fisher. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I did not. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, he... I knew that uh, Chuck Nasty off the Colorado Rockies. He's an avid fly fisher. I I would love to go fly fishing with either of those guys. That's cool. So how are we looking this year? We got Joe Flacco. What's your thoughts on that? 
and I think it's going to be a good year. Um, you know, all the teams are, are playing good. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard toss up. It's, you know, it's still preseason, but, uh, I think, I think we'll, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll wind up at the, at the ship, but you know, we'll definitely be in the mix for playoffs. I like, I like the look of, uh, your defense. It looked pretty darn good. Yeah. You know, Broncos have, have always kept that really strong defense. I don't know what happened last year. <laughs> yeah. Let's forget about last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either that or just bring Tim Tebow back. you know know what he's my i'll get i'll get slaughtered for this but he is my favorite bronco of all time that guy he got no respect from day one and 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 all he did was win and then they got rid of him i never got it i don't know i could be out in left field that's that's my two cents uh i totally agree uh i think i think that people are a little bit more overly sensitive now to other people's politically inclined views. And if, if somebody wants to, you know, thank the Lord for the blessing that they have to be able to, you know, make so many millions of dollars playing a game, um, that they, they should be able to, you know, throw thanks. Um, it's, it's every, everybody has blessings. I want, I want to tie this back around into your fly fishing. You got any fly fishing trips coming up, Jesse, in the next little bit? And it sounds like you're going to be busy with your music, but are you going to find some time to uh, get the waders wet? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we were just up in Casper last week and, and I, uh, I definitely got on, you know, the, the runoff rivers up there and, and got on a few rainbows, um, on the South Platte, which was phenomenal. Um, I was actually, after, after this, uh, after we get off the phone, I'm going to go try and get on a, a couple of fish for a couple hours and, uh, see if I can't get on some pretty cool ones. Yeah. Right now, uh, I'm just, um, the caddis is, is really hitting hard. Grasshoppers are really hitting hard. Um, the fish are hungry and they're ready to eat. Uh, like I said, I'm anything that floats on top of the water that looks comparable to what's coming down the river. All you got to do is look around and you'll catch fish if, if you can, you know, throw something that is similar. And you know what? I don't want to interfere with your fishing, so let's let's uh, let's let you get out there on the water. But I, w- I want to thank you so much for sharing your music, sharing your passion, sharing your thoughts on fly fishing, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on the show and, and letting me play you guys a song or two. And, and... If we want to look up look up your music jesse and uh look up maybe somebody wants to book you for uh for an event or a show how do they go about doing that uh yeah you can if if you look me up on instagram or facebook uh at jesse cornett music c-o-r-n-e-t-t um you can find all of my contact information or you know even better yet just uh slide into my dms and just say hey you know um, I, I'd like to book you or I'd like to connect. Please, could, please do connect with me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on social media almost all of the time. Um, so just shoot me a message, um, give me a phone number or, um, something, give me a way to contact you and I'll be in touch. Good stuff. We've been chatting today with Jesse Cornett of Jesse Cornett and the revolvers, fly fishing guide, musician. Thanks for tuning in. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by 
theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water. Thank you.